It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. We wondered when we built this new set if we could fit three guys. Well, we can fit three guys. Schmelk, DeTito, <laughs> Lance with you. Thank goodness one of them is not Howard Cross because half of both of us would be off of camera. Thanks for being with us today, folks. Well, we have all three preseason games in the books. We have our 53-man roster cut down, which I will call the initial 53-man roster because it probably will change again at some point before week one. That comes your way Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Tomorrow, it's Madeline and Jonathan, so I figured we should get the three of us on, give you your final 53s or our initial 53s, see how close we are and what some of the pressure points are going to be in doing this roster. Before we get there, guys, I just want to throw a couple things out so the folks understand. For guys that are hurt, first and foremost, if you eye arm before the 53-man roster, they're out for the year. Problem. All right? Problem number two, if a guy is injured and you waive him when you make the final roster cut down, they have to be waived injured, which means you cannot bring them back until, I believe, week 10 of the regular season, maybe week eight. Either way. Uh, it's at least eight. But at that point, they're free eight. agents, and they can sign with anybody they want. So that's the danger of waiving somebody injured. Correct. All right? If you want to put someone on the four-game IR to start the year, they must be on the initial 53-man roster, take up a roster spot, then they go on the injured list. Why am I bringing this up off the top of the show? Not to depress people, not to bore people, but the Giants did have a bunch of injuries of varying degrees in that final preseason game that we do not know the severity of. Go down the list, Javarius Owens' hamstring being one of the major ones, Gary Bretwell's missed games, Nick McLeod's missed games. We don't know how serious these injuries are, so... How do we know what they're going to do with those spots? We don't. We're going to do the best that we can. One injury we did get from over the weekend, and we'll touch on that before we get to our predictions here, guys. Bryce Ford Wheaton, we got word he had a knee injury earlier in that game. I don't think there was any indication it was going to be that serious, but you never know with knees until you put him in the MRI machine, and it came out with a torn ACL, and he's going to be out for the entire year. And, Paul, I'll start with you. I thought he had a real chance to stick on this roster just because of all the special teams reps he was getting in prominent spots on punt return and punt coverage. It looks to me like besides the bonus or the uh, signing uh, bonus guarantee that they gave him to come in as an undrafted rookie free agent, they were trying to do everything they could to find ways to give him a chance to make it. I don't think he had done enough on special teams for me that I would not have put him on my 53. And frankly, I thought he was somewhat inconsistent as a receiver. Uh, he had two plays he should have made in Detroit that he did not. He had some drops, yes. So so while they were doing everything they could to give him chances, it would not have been enough for me. He would have been waived, and I would have tried to bring him back on the practice squad. That's how I looked at it. You guys may have felt differently, but I, I don't think he would have made it for me. He, he, he was bubble for me. Yeah, I don't think he was a lock at all to make the roster. I think that they have overwhelming competition at that position. And like I said, I don't think the Giants are in a position to keep one guy at the wide receiver spot simply who plays special teams. I just don't think they're in that luxurious position. So even if he was healthy, 
I still think it would have been a huge question mark as to whether or not he would have made the 53. All right, let's go through our numbers here, and then we will kind of talk about these other issues as we go along. All right, quarterback. Does anyone have Tommy DeVito on their 53? He did a lot in the preseason games. He certainly, I'm sure, gave this front office something to think about with the way he played. I'm sure they do not want to lose him. Um, If they do not include him on that initial 53-man roster, did any of you, either of you, include Tommy DeVito? No. No. Okay, yeah. me neither. Okay. So both of us have Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Correct. You know, you know what, How much John? did you... Th- I, st- I thought about it a little bit when I, when I did this exercise this morning, and I'm like, well, you know what? Is that a guy you just can't afford to lose because you want a third quarterback here that knows the system? And that's kind of the thought process that went through my head, but I said, you know what? I think they'll roll the dice there. I don't think he'll get claimed, but to Tommy DeVito's credit, the fact he even made this a debate at this point of the year is a credit to him. I will say this, and, and, I, and I felt going into the Jets game that I was more concerned about who my 16-man practice squad was going to be mm-hmm. because we knew that almost none of the starters were going to play. So we were looking at guys who were battling for the second string and third string positions and the 16-man practice squad. To me, Tommy DeVito had solidified a practice squad spot after the first two games. I agree. And then enhanced his hold on a practice squad spot against the Jets, in my opinion. Though that interception was not great. It was not great, but I liked the way he bounced back. No, 100%. Yeah. Well, it was a sidearm throw, so he didn't put himself in a great position. And it was the pump fake, too. That yeah, correct. Bad. Well, that came after the pump fake, so you pretty much you telegraphed the pass to the defender, and you gave the defender an opportunity to make a jump cut on that pass. I don't think, once again, any team unless they're so concerned about their backup quarterback, is going to keep three. Because I think the luxury of keeping, once again, a guy in the practice squad, calling him up prior to the game, and then having him ready. God forbid you need the emergency quarterback. You don't need to keep three on the 53. Remember, right. they do have that new emergency quarterback rule that can only be utilized yeah. for guys on the 53-man roster. Well, correct. Right, That's exactly what I was referring so, to. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see if so. that does make teams maybe more willing to keep the third guy on because you can keep them active as a freebie on game days instead of having an extra inactive. Well, true, but he still counts against the 53. He does. You're not getting around that. So you're sacrificing a roster spot to hold on to a third quarterback. I was more talking about your game day. I guess it's what, 48 now, I guess? Yeah, on game days. Right, right. You get those two activations. But remember, if you put the third quarterback in and then one of the other two guys gets cleared, you have to take the third quarterback out. Correct. That's another part of the rule that's important to note. Absolutely. I'm sure the 49ers would have liked to have an emergency quarterback in that playoff game, which is what all these... I'm sure that's what every coach is thinking about now is like, oh my goodness, if I have a game and you know two freak things happen and then yep. I'm stuck with my running back running the wildcat, you're stuck. All it's right. a window dressing rule. I just don't think it's going no. to come into play. I totally agree with you, but I had to throw it out there for the fans to consider it. All right, let's go to running back here, guys. Uh, I think we all agree, Barkley, Gray, and Brita, right? Three guys yeah. on. Now here's the question. Initially, I never, I did not have a fourth running back on. The more and more I've watched the special team alignments late in camp, they always seem to have a running back in one of those groups. The question is, is Gary Brightwell going to be healthy for the start of the regular season? So I don't know the answer to that. I think if Brightwell's healthy, it's him. If it's not, I think Deshaun Corbin has a real shot here. So I have one of those two running backs as a fourth running back on for me. Lance, how about you? Yeah, I have a fourth running back too. I have Brightwell on the roster, but I have a caveat that he's a candidate to go on IR. 
Sure. So, I mean, he makes the initial 53. They put him on IR. They give him a little bit more time to get healthy mm-hmm. if the knee injury is not right. And then he's a candidate to be brought back. Brightwell has overwhelming experience on special teams. It makes him attractive to justify at least putting him on the initial 53. I could not have said it better myself. I am totally in cohesion with you, Lance. And to be frank with you, uh, again, giant special teams, the coverage units are a problem for me. And they have been the entire offseason. That has not changed. And Gary Brightwell is a guy who is one of their better special teams players. So I just could not see fit to cut him. He's on my 53. Okay, so we're on the same page here. And I have Brightwell on, but if you know he ends up getting waved injured, because, again, we have zero idea what his yeah. injury is. Yeah. Body part, severity, we know nothing. So that's something that we have to caveat with that. Wide receivers, I wound up with six. I figure at this point, they haven't activated Wanda Robinson yet. I mean, I don't know why you do it in the next, what is it at this point, 27 hours? I just feel like it's, (laughs) or 28 hours, whatever it is. I I think that would be unlikely, but who knows? I've seen weird things in this league before. So I have six, and I think, you know, for a position that I thought was going to be a bit tough to pare down, this actually was one of the easier ones for me when all is said and done. It's Odge Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell, Hyatt, Shepard, and Beasley, and the fact that they use Shepard on a punt return I think in that preseason game was telling that he's going to be on the roster and that's a potential role for him. I agree. Uh, the Giants also cut Colin Johnson over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a favor to him. They think he's an NFL player and he, they think he deserves the best shot to be on a 53. So if you cut him early, other teams know he's there so they can adjust their rosters accordingly. If he's not claimed by anybody, I would expect him to be back on the practice squad in some way, shape, or form. My guess is that he will get claimed by somebody. We'll see. And then, like I said, I have Wanda Robinson on Puppin. Then I have uh, Jamison Crowder. Despite his punt return prowess, I do not have him making it. And again, a big reason is because I saw Paul Shepard do that punt return in the game in preseason game number three. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to assume Robinson is Pup also. And I'm going to keep Beasley because I have to be consistent. I said it last week. He's done nothing to work himself off the roster. And Dable loves him. We just don't know about the leg injury. Yes, he has a leg injury as well. Dable has said it's not serious for him. And he's a veteran. So, you know, probably not a ton of value playing him in these preseason games anyway. But it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the six. And it's the six you have, John. I would say this. If for some reason... Beasley is a little worse than what we know, then Crowder takes that spot for me. Yep, I agree. But right now, uh, I'm going to, this is why I'm telling people, I'll give you my 53. It's it's too hard without the injury information knowledge yep. to predict what they're going to do. But but I've got Beasley as my six. I actually have them holding on to seven because I'm anticipating maybe Robinson does get activated. I mean, the fact that he was okay. working out on the field last week showed that I think he's getting closer, and I don't think they had any ammunition to play him in the preseason. I'm going with the assumption they actually activate him from PUP, and then I'm also going with the possibility Beasley maybe gets put on injured reserve, just like Gary Brightwell. So I don't think... It's not staying at seven. I I have seven on the initial. That is going to be very short-lived once the dust settles. You have Beasley IR'd by tomorrow or after After the the 53? Yes. That's... Okay. Which means he's not on your 53. Well, no, no, no. He's, he's on, on my on initial 53, 53 then, and then I take him off. Gotcha. on IR. And I this is the first yeah, one. Because I think part of the rationale is the value, much like Sterling Shepard, having him in the facility, around the roster, I think that's a valuable commodity. It's very plausible. 
Yeah. Okay. The only issue there is that to hide him, if you will, for a day, mm-hmm. you're exposing somebody else, which could be very dangerous. Sure. sure. 100%. Very true. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the tight end list. This, to me, you know, we just don't know about Tommy Sweeney's medical condition, so that makes this very difficult as well. Also, Chris Myrick, who is the other fourth tight end option along with Ryan Jones, uh, he hurt his hand in the game on Saturday night. Again, we don't know the severity of that injury, so it's hard for us to judge. So I kept it simple. Instead of trying to do a bunch of mechanics and gymnastics, I just kept three. Uh, Waller, Bellinger, and Cager, exactly the guys you thought it would be. Paul? Exactly. There's no reason to change those three. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think Sweeney right now, his medical and his health questions make it a tough gamble to put him on the 53-man roster. All right, let's go to the offensive line, guys. I ended up sticking with nine here. Um, the offensive tackles, Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, Matt Peart, despite his struggles in the third preseason game, I think he's done enough elsewise in camp and in other games where he's on. Tyree Phillips is a tackle guard swing. And then the interior offensive lineman, this was pretty simple. John Michael Schmitz, Mark Lewinsky, Josh Azudu, Ben Bredesen, and Marcus McKeithen uh, were my five guys there for nine total. Lance, what did you do there? Yeah, I believe I have the same exact nine as you. My backups are Azudu, Phillips, McKeithen, and Paird. Yep. And Phillips, to me, is a candidate to go on injured reserve. I do think something's going to change on the offensive line. I don't think those are going to be the nine at the start of the regular season. Now, I think he did gonna... practice last week, Phillips, so he's definitely on Correct. his way he's back. He's in the border of maybe being ready, but whether he goes on IR, I, just, I don't see those four being the four backups. I think it's possible they make a waiver claim at this position and spice things up a little I, bit. I know you were debating going to 10, Paul. Did you? I went 10. Shane Lemieux was my 10th. I, I, I kept him. I thought he played uh, extremely well at guard in Detroit. You couldn't pull Shane Lemieux out of your heart, could you? Uh, you know, I've, I've always had a soft spot for I him. I love Shane, too. He's a great guy. And quite I frankly, I, I thought he was their best lineman against the Jets. Yeah, I have not gone back and, and rewatched that tape yet. I, I did you know, he's probably the only guy who did not have a really checkered or poor yeah. evening. The problem is that I think he's been a little inconsistent at center. No doubt. And no that, doubt. Yeah, and that to me is his most valuable aspect of making the roster. But he's their I third string center. No, I I understand. Third string. Well, and which that's means more of the reason. odds of him playing are not true, great. but it's also hard to have a guard only yeah. uh, as, as the tenth offensive well, I lineman. Think I as, think I was like, would you rather keep a guy like Harlow, who's maybe shown he can do both a little bit? I don't know. But it again, depends on whether or not you think he's capable of actually doing well, that. Well, that is another question. I've made my decision. He has <laughs> he has played both. Let me put it that yeah, way. I have made my decision. <laughs> right. I mean, I think, well, just real quick, I think Bredesen would slide in for John Michael Schmitz in the event that oh, for sure. he goes down. And then I think they just slide in another guard to replace Ben Bredesen without necessarily needing to know if Shane Lemieux could play center. And I think Shane Lemieux is an easy practice squad addition. Oh, yeah. If, in fact, he does not get on that initial 53. And by the way, this was one of the tougher ones for me. You know, I have one guy in a guy in red here or there. Lemieux's one of my guys in red, so he was one of my last guys that, that kind of wore. And again, I hope he is on because I love Shane. He's a good dude. And he's healthy for the first time in a while, so hopefully I know. he does figure out a way it's to like get on It's like the NCAA roster. tournament, the first four in and the first four out. Yes. He's, he's yeah. also the kind of bulldog player that this coaching staff likes. You think we have some type of play-in tournament in the next 28 hours like in the NCAAs to try to figure <laughs> out those <laughs> last <laughs> couple spots? No? <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's go defensive tackle. And this is one of the things that we talked about last week, guys. Because they have a lot of good, young, talented players at this group. And then a bunch of established veterans, too. And I went with the philosophy, we're just going to keep the best players and the young guys we like. So I have seven guys at this spot. Which seems like a lot, given for most plays. Except for maybe some base defense and goal line and short yardage. You're only going to have two of these guys on the field at the same time. 
and we get to game days this year, folks, two of these guys will probably be inactive on game days and not ready to go. But I have your easy ones, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. You got Nacho, Ashawn Robinson. And then the three young guys, remember, these are drafted players and an undrafted free agent from last year that I know this staff really likes, Jordan Riley, Ryder Anderson, and DJ Davidson. So those are my seven on the defensive line. Paul, what about you? Uh, Williams, Lawrence, Robinson, uh, Nacho, Riley, and uh, man, I I can't I can't do it because I don't know about uh, Davidson and Anderson's health. Davidson's back to practice, but he hasn't shown me enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, the only reason I would keep him, and he's 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 like a question mark for me, is because do they feel that he's too good of a potential player to let go? And that's but, why I said my philosophy was just keep the young guys you like. Yeah. Even if it's not, position numbers don't line up. My right. problem is I need help on special teams, and I don't think he's going to give me that. So I'm going to save that spot for somebody probably in the back seven. So I'm going to go without him, and uh, and that's it. I'm going to go with five. And that could also be a spot, too, and no Ryder Anderson for you. Either. No. Again, not, he, he's injured. He's yeah. an injured guy, too, so I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how serious it is. Uh, they haven't talked about that, so that's another guy where if he's hurt and he can't make the roster, that would obviously change the right. instruction. I'm going with the assumption he's injured, so I'm right. going to take five. How about you, Lance? Well, Ryder Anderson, Brian Dable, when he last spoke to the media, probably gave us more on Anderson than anybody else and didn't seem very optimistic he that not. he was close. So I'm going with the assumption that Anderson's probably the strongest candidate to go on injured reserve. So I kept six, but Anderson, to me, is going on IR, and that means they'll have five. I did not keep Davidson. Now remind me, Lance, you're good with these rules. If you IR him before the season, can yep. you still elect him to return halfway through? Is he, is he, is, are those guys subject to that rule to return earlier in the year? You, well, I... I'm IRing him after he makes the Oh, you're first putting him in the 53 and then Yeah, yeah I'm putting Ryder oh, Anderson. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, four games. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, you could bring back eight guys at any mm -hmm. point in the eight, season. Eight moves. Yeah, eight. You could use two sure. moves on one guy Correct. if he gets hurt yeah. twice. So, I mean, yes. you could you could put, you want to put 10 guys on injured reserve after the first 53? More power to you. Nobody says you got to bring back 10. Right. But eight is a pretty nice, flexible number. Over the course of the oh, season. Oh, yeah. I so agree. That's why my mindset is, oh, these are too many guys that could potentially go on IR. The league's telling you you can put as many guys as you want. I agree. You just have limits on who you can bring back. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right. And I I would rather roll the dice with D.J. Davidson. Because going back to what Paul roll, said. Rolling the dice in terms of subjecting yeah, him to waivers? Me putting through waivers. Okay, I, I just I think you. regardless of his traits, I don't think there's enough film. Of him being on an NFL field. Oh, not right? in the NFL. For, for another sure. team to I say, agree. we're going to sacrifice a player for DJ Davidson. So for that reason alone, you. I'll roll the dice. I'll take my chances. Fair enough. All right, let's go to the edge spot. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Jihad Ward, and Taman Fox for me. And again, if Ryder Anderson's an injury thing, then I would have Zimenez on as my kind of last guy. But I only have those four. Thibodeau, Ojolari, Ward, Fox. Lance, how about you? Well, let's see. I have nine total. I just combined the linebackers. No, That's fine. what I did sure. just to make it easy. So I have Ojolari, Thibodeau, Okereke, McFadden, 
Beavers, Simmons, Ward, Coughlin, and Fox. Those are my nine okay. outside and inside linebackers. I just put them all together. So you have the same edge guys as I do. Paul, do you have Zimenez on? No, I don't. Uh, I went with, uh, this is part of the issue when I said to you I have one spot left and I have to decide. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Wilborn because, mm. again, this guy was picked up off waivers for special teams purposes from the Broncos a week ago. I have to believe there's a reason they did that. He played specials the other night. Mm -hmm. He did okay. Uh, it wasn't spectacular, but he did okay. That's what this guy does. I need to take that into account. So so Wilborn is going to be uh, the extra linebacker instead of Zimenez. Okay, and then for the inside guys, I have Okereke, Beavers, McFadden, Simmons, and Coughlin, which I believe is identical to Lance. I think Coughlin's done enough as a defender in preseason games, yeah. and he's a good special teamer. And then Simmons, again, he's kind of an edge inside linebacker crossover type of player anyway. But uh, those are my five inside guys. Paul? Uh, inside, I got Beavers... Uh, Simmons, Coughlin, McFadden, and O'Karrake. Okay, so we're all on the same page. Yeah, there. perfect. You Coughlin was have... active against the Jets too on yeah. defense. Yeah, right. He made a few tackles for loss, so I think that was encouraging. Not to say that's the end all be all. The other thing that I'll just throw in about Wilbur that you mentioned. Remember, Julian Davenport was also brought in late, and he was cut the other day. So I don't know. But how he's much... not a special team. No, no, player. I get that. I'm just that's saying right. the timing of a player being added to the roster is not necessarily. Truth be a told, lock, is all Davenport was brought yeah. in to be basically a guinea pig because they knew they needed snaps. No, they needed bodies on the offensive games. line. That's fair. That's not why Wilborn was brought in. Okay. No. All fair points. I'm just saying I don't, wouldn't read so much into the timing of when a player is added to the roster. That's all. All right. Let's go to cornerback here, guys. And this, for me, was, was one of the tougher spots, to be honest with you. So some of these guys are crossover. So maybe we'll do cornerback and safety together then because some of these guys can be counted at both spots. Yeah, they're interchangeable. So let's go for the group. I have 10 total between the two spots, all right? I have Adoree Jackson, Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins, Cordell Flott. Those are the easy guys. The easy guys at safety, McKinney, Belton, Pinnock. Now, here are the guys that were tougher. I have Bobby McCain on, okay? I think he's too versatile and can do too many different things. I don't think you can afford to let him go. Nick McLeod is one of the injury guys. We don't know what his injury status is, how close he is, and all that other stuff. So I think if he's healthy... We know how much they liked him last year. He started at outside cornerback for them last year. There's a reason they tried him at safety in camp. They like him as a player. So as long as he is relatively healthy, I think he's on. And then I think this group seems to like their drafted players. And I know we heard his hamstring. I don't know how serious it is. Javarius Owens. Lance has mentioned this a couple times. I think he's the guy you put on the 53, and then maybe he's an IR candidate after your 53 goes in. And then you add, Paul, one of those other guys back, whether maybe it's a Wilborn or if he doesn't make it, or maybe if a Coughlin doesn't make it on your first 53, or Zimenez, someone like that, then that guy can get added back on Absolutely. after you put Owens. I just don't think they're going to want Owens subjected to waivers as one of the guys in their rookie class. Yeah, I would concur. I just don't know how serious that hammy no, is. No, neither do I. No and idea. if that sucker is ripped, I mean, if it's a full tear... Well, then you would just iron him for the season and iron him now before Bingo. you do the 53. Correct. Bingo. And quite frankly, uh, I'm going to go with that scenario for the purposes of my roster. No, that's fine. Is that it opens he, up a roster spot? It makes it easier on him. No, it's just I, he's a red shirt to me. <laughs> no, I get it. I, you know, I get it. So, um, and then obviously, uh, you know, McLeod is the other issue for me because he is the best of their returning special teams guys. I do not want to lose him. The fact that he's done nothing in weeks, in weeks. Yeah, in fact, he got hurt before the first yes. preseason game, right? Yeah, it's he, been weeks. But almost a month. He's done nothing. No, I know. 
I'm, I'm a, that's a risk for me. So as much as I want him, I can't keep him. So he's, he's not going to make it for me. Uh, McCain suffered a concussion the other day. Yep. I don't know how long that's yeah, going to be. That's a good point, too. But Luckily, I'll, you have two weeks before the first game, which gives you some That's why I'm going to keep McCain. Runaway. Yeah. I'm going to keep McCain. So McCain, uh, Belton... Uh, uh, McCain and Belton are my safeties right now that I'm keeping behind Pinnock and McKinney. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought seriously about Alex Cook, my my dark horse undrafted rookie free agent. I I like him. I, I there's a part of me that almost put him here, but I decided to take Wilborn instead of Cook as my special teams flex guy. And it looks like also you have him ahead of Deontay Johnson, too, as one of the I had, question I, guys. I had Baldonado, Johnson. These were all questions for me. Cam Brown was a question for me. I needed a special teams guy. How about corner? Who are your guys at corner? You, know, you, didn't, you, you didn't go through your corners. I went uh, I went with Banks and Jackson, obviously, yep, Hawkins, and Hawkins. Yep. Uh, I flat. went flat and uh, R-U-R-E-A. Oh, you put R-U-R-E-A. Yeah, and that was not easy for me to do, but I did. Okay. I, I was just so inconsistent. Well, especially if you're worried about McLeod. That's the thing. If McLeod's too injured and he doesn't make it, O-U-R-E-A has to be on. Because you need another outside cornerback. You have to. Not only do you have to have one because I don't think Darnay Holmes is making the team. Okay? The other reason is, if you watch the snaps on specials, Oyuarie in the yep. last two weeks started getting more and more snaps on the coverage units. Yes. So yep. to me, that enhanced his value despite his inconsistencies yeah. in the defense. It's it's him and him and he's really the, like the last guy that didn't get on for me. So I think with all these other injury issues, I think odds are he is on the he is on your fifty three when the season starts. But we'll have to see how these other injury issues kind of play out. Lance, I, again, how about you? I fully expect there to be some changes in the next 48 hours. 100%. There will be some IR jockeying going on. With There's all these no injuries, doubt about oh, yeah. that. I think this is the hardest time we've had doing this. Yes. Year, so many guys banged all, up. Yeah. All the injury yes. Issues. Yeah. Luckily, luckily now, and again, all these players are important to, you know, to some extent or another. Luckily, none of these injuries that we're talking about are guys that are playing to be in your starting 11 or 12 on offense or defense. But so. could still be valuable when it's all said and done. 100%. Because you're not going to get away with just 22. Yep. Now, Oruare, remember, because he's a vested veteran, you could cut him and then just bring him back, too. Yes, you can. So uh, that's why there are I no also— waivers to make that clear to people. Yes. You have to be less than four years of experience to go through the waiver system where a guy can get claimed. Yeah, yep. so you could tell him, look, we're yep. going to bring you back, dude. Like, we're going to let you go now. We promise you to bring you back and we'll pay you. Just, you know, sit tight, and then maybe you can convince them not to sign elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, right. they could even do that with a guy like Cole Beasley, too. Or Bobby Absolutely. McCain. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of vested veterans on this team. Or Bobby McCain, for that matter. Yeah, right. Frankly, Bobby McCain's another one, too. They could yeah. also do that with Shep. Sure. If yeah. they really wanted to. Absolutely. Sterling, if they yeah. tell him, Shep, we got a procedural thing we got to do. We're going to bring you back tomorrow for the same salary. No questions yeah, asked. You, you good you, with that? You can even offer him a little bit of a bump, too, to make you it could. worth his while. Yeah. You could. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always nice when you don't have to worry about subjecting a player through waivers because yep. that means that they have the choice where they want to go That's a good after point. they're let go. That's a very good point. So that I took into consideration because I have McCain, McLeod, and Owens on my 53, even though there's baggage, as you guys explained, with all three. Though I'm not overly concerned about McCain with the concussion. I think there's enough time. McLeod and Owens may be a little bit more concerning, but I'm not willing to roll the dice with McLeod or Owens like I am with DJ Davidson because there's too much film and experience for those guys. And Owens is very valuable as a special teamer going back to his college days. And I think they need that boost. So that's why I'll go with them on the initial 53. Let's see what the medical team tells us. If we need to make a move, so be it. And then, of course, you have your special teamers, Graham Gano, Jamie Gillen, and Casey Kreider. Let me ask you something, Paul. 
Lions, the backup long snapper. He's been around all summer. Is there any shot that he overtakes Kreider? I don't think so. Then why have him around for this long? It was just something I was thinking about over the weekend. To alleviate the workload, maybe? Yeah, could be. I mean, could be. No, I know that. But, you know, with these guys, I mean, listen. Too much they don't want to overdo down. it. Yeah. yeah. Anything's possible. And I, and I love Casey. He's a great long snapper, I imagine. I want him to be here. I hope he's going to be here. Yeah, great. I'd, be, it I'd was, be really shocked. It was just something that, that came to mind, thinking that he, you know, very rarely do you see them carry two long snappers that deep into camp, which is why I asked the question. Didn't they have, they had the long snapper out of Harvard, right? Was it a year or two ago? Mm-hmm. I thought he was on the roster, too, for some time. They practice squatted the former Jaguar uh, a few years ago, too, during the COVID uh, okay. season. They, they kept him around, and then they practice squatted him because they thought it was worthy of keeping a practice squad long snapper since it's a specialized position. Mm. And they were afraid that if Kreider had come down with COVID, right, that makes sense. they would not yeah, have another that long snapper. No, that's snapper. understandable. For sure. sure. Yeah. So. All right, 201-939-4513. Go check out the Giants Huddle podcast, folks. A great episode coming up. If it's not posted right now, it should be within a couple of minutes. Had a chance to talk to former Vikings GM Rick Spielman. He basically went into the nitty-gritty of putting a 53-man roster together, what these yesterday and today is Mm -hmm. like, what considerations you make, the waiver wire, injuries, all that stuff we talked about, and we did a little bit of a season preview as well, so check that out. And late last week, I had a chance to talk to Prince of Mukamara when he came in here to announce his retirement. Um, so that was fun as well. Go check it out on the Giants Little Podcast, Giants.com, your Giants mobile app, podcast platforms. And, of course, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star positive review for all of our podcasts if you like what you hear. All right, let's get to the calls at 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. We'll lead off with Tom in Stratford first. Tom, what's up? Happy Monday, guys. What's up? Um, Hi. Essentially, I agreed with uh, just about everything uh, that you went through. Uh, however, I did have Crowder on my uh, final count because I'm not convinced Shepard will last the whole season. I had Lemieux instead of Pert because I've just seen him get burned too many times uh, by pass rushers. The problem, Tom, is uh, that you're short of tackle then. Yeah, they play different positions. Very dangerous. Well, uh, I-, I was going to say that um, I'm looking to pick up a tackle after Good luck. Uh, cut down. I, Tom, here's the here's the problem. There are three positions where you're not going to find a good player on cutdown day: pass rusher, okay. offensive tackle, quarterback. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I and corner for that matter. There's really four. Over. You're not going to find one. And there were two trades involving offensive linemen over the last few yeah, days, Dotson. which also yep. is another indication how difficult and challenging it is to grab an offensive you know, lineman. You're going to be lucky to find somebody with a heartbeat at one of those spots. That's how difficult it is. So, you know, I, I, I laugh. There are people out there who are trying to crush Matthew Parrott when he's had the best camp of his career and he is competing to be the third or maybe fourth tackle. If you consider Phillips as potentially the third right. tackle, then Pert is the fourth tackle. Do you honestly believe that there are 31 fourth string offensive tackles better than Matthew Pert? Do you honestly believe that someone's going to pop free in the next 24 hours that's better than he is? Are you out of your mind? Are they going to dress four tackles on game day? I could see both Parrott and Phillips be active. Absolutely possible. Because Phillips can also play guard. That's why. Yeah. Phillips is a a crossover guy. um, What's his name? Can uh, McKeithen can also play tackle. Uh, McKeithen has not played tackle not since, since he's been here. Well, he he did a little bit before he tore his ACL yeah, last year, but, but he hasn't done it coming since. back. He no. is he would he would not be ready to play. Let me put it this way: he would if they needed him to play tackle week one against Dallas, uh, then you would just find someone with a heartbeat on <laughs> on the free agent market well, and you bring them in. 
if, if Pert's playing tackle on week one, we're in trouble. No, but Tom, 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 um, just keep this in mind. Look, Paired had a rough game against the Jets. No one's going to argue that. He and got, pass pro particularly. He got beaten pass pro. Yeah. He had some missed assignments too where he let guys get inside of him. It was, it was a rough go. No penalty, one, yeah. Penalties as well, Lance. Thank you. It was a rough go. But it doesn't erase what he did in the previous two preseason games and what he's done in practice. So one game doesn't erase all the good stuff. No, he did. No, Tom, he did. He, he played did. well. He did. He played well. Yeah. I, I, I wish you had been out there in Detroit for the dual practices, too, because he handled Hutchinson. Okay. But you you weren't there, right? I, I didn't see that. That's right. Uh, uh, so I, there, I understand your opinion. It's a bit jaded because you didn't see all the stuff that he did that was good. I get it. But on the, uh, on the defensive side, actually, I did not have Beavers uh, on my final roster. I was very unimpressed with his performance Saturday night, whereas I was very impressed with uh, Carter Coughlin and um, – uh, the new guy, Simmons. I think Beavers is closer to the bubble than probably a lot of people think. But as a draft pick coming off an ACL in his second year, I, I think they'll be willing to give him a little bit more time to see how much better he can get. Yeah, I would agree. I think you got to give him leeway. You know, you look at offensive players, running backs, for example, sometimes it takes a full year coming back from an ACL. I mean, look at Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So you got to at least look at it from that standpoint. Plus, he's Thank too you, versatile, I think, to sacrifice somebody at this point. And listen, a lot of what the last caller said, and this goes back to what you said, Paul, you can't judge everything based on one preseason game. And that was this, one thing I asked Spielman about. He goes, look, yeah. guys, we're, we're looking at these guys from back in the spring. The spring, of yes. course. Yeah. One yes. game How they do in the meeting room. Yeah. All that I mean, stuff, they're, they're putting them under the microscope for everything. How they munch on a sandwich in the cafeteria. Whether they use three napkins or two napkins. Okay, it's hyperbole. But you get my point, okay? Yeah. Now, now to be It's not fair, one game on an island. The preseason games do carry the most weight. However... As John just said, it goes all the way back to the spring. And every single player has a personnel file where it's all been logged. Every snap in practice, every snap in one-on-ones, okay? Every snap in the individual drills, that stuff all counts. So when people watch a preseason game and they see three hours of action and they want to slam a player for those three hours when his personnel file actually includes about six months or seven months of work, understand, you've probably seen one 2021st of, his, of, his, of the percentage of what he's put in front of these coaches for the last six, seven months. So, I mean... Small sample it, size. Small sample. It's yeah. microscopic. Microscopic. Yeah. Minute, another one. That I'll give you good. a great example. Alex Cook was terrific in the preseason games, and really did not do anything to show out during the practices. You and I were here for every practice, John. Mm -hmm. The entire offseason, mm -hmm. we've seen every snap for every guy, individuals, one-on-ones, all of it. Yep. Alex Cook did not show out in those, but in the preseason games, he looks like a player, and he made plays. And the coaching staff is going to have to figure out how they balance it and what they do with him. He looks like one of those guys who's more of a gamer than he is a practice player right now to me. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Abdul in Minneapolis. He's up next. Hi, Abdul. Hey, guys. So the Giants uh, have seemed to run their ship uh, like as, as a meritocracy. Like, you know, if, if, you, if you do well, they uh, – they, uh, they, they 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 give you a chance. Yeah. Um, for example, Hawkins, right? The, the, the rookie cornerback. 
So that being said, will DeVito have that same kind of luxury? Because, you know, he, 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 he arguably outplayed, you know, um, Tyrod, arguably. Tyrod played three series in the preseason. <laughs> Adul? Hear me out. That's cut me off. Oh, no, I don't do it. I'm not. Hey, I'm not cutting you off. Sample size matters, dude. Tyrod right. Taylor has a career worth of tape on the field that you look at, and he played three series in the preseason. I'm going to help okay. you out here, too, with this whole concept of full body of work. During the entire right. offseason and every practice, Tommy DeVito clearly played his best snaps in the preseason games. Would you agree with me? I agree with that. Okay. He did not necessarily have a great offseason or a great training camp, but his three games have absolutely earned him a chance, and I believe he will get a spot on the practice squad. Tyrod Taylor has been very good the entire offseason, but folks who only get to see the preseason games have seen a crumb of what he's done in the last eight months. In fairness, So also, he fits into that category. Well, and the other thing is, listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from Tommy DeVito, but when fans watch him go up against third and fourth stringers right. who are unlikely that to too. make 53-man rosters, can we slow down here before we crown a quarterback? Okay? If Once again, I'm not taking anything away. Well, go, go ahead and finish, because I don't understand the case then to okay. prove that he's better than a polished vet like Tyrod Taylor and throw away his entire career. I don't understand how you could even make any semblance of an argument at this stage. Okay, I was going to say, I, did, I have not seen the practices, you guys have, and I, so I can't really judge it. I'm saying that just from what I have seen, the guy deserves a chance to make the 53. That's what I was going to say. Okay, right? but, but once again, it becomes a numbers crunch, though, under those circumstances. No, Abdul, the reason I stopped so. you and interrupted you, you said because you said he outplayed Tyrod Taylor. Right. That's, that's why I, I stopped you. Stopped what I saw. Right? No, no, and, 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 and I understand. That's why I was... Well, no, Abdul, because I was giving context to the point you were making. We agree with you that DeVito certainly will get um, consideration yeah. for the 53-man roster. And now finish your point, please. The floor is yours. Now, now I'm, so, and also, would, would it, the fact that maybe cutting a, a veteran like Tyrod or, you know, as, um, and um, a cornerback like Holmes have, you know, um, money aspects, you know, for, for the uh, – to, to maybe go pick up a, a veteran. They aren't uh, cutting Tyrod Taylor, Abdul. I'm just telling you, okay. it's, it's it's not happening. Right. Yeah, I don't I okay. don't understand even that possibility. Yeah. Now, if you said to me you wanted to argue for Devito on the 53 at the expense of some other position, right? I'm not going there. But you, at least you have a debate if you want it. But you cannot you cannot tell me that Tyrod Taylor is is a consideration for cutting. He is clearly, and depending upon who you want to talk to about in the league. Top five, certainly no lower than top ten backup quarterbacks in this league. He's not going so it's anywhere. It's a different factor matter between the two. Between Taylor and DeVito? What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Tyrod's a much better football player. He's yeah. seen NFL defenses. By, by, by he started. By, by the experience far. Yes, is overwhelming. By far. Okay. By far. If, if, you by ask, far. if you ask the 31 general managers in the league, um, Abdul, which quarterback they would rather have? All 31 and all 31 of their assistants okay. will all say Tyrod. Ab now. Abdul, Tyrod has multiple starts and years of experience in Dozens. the NFL. If, if, God forbid, Daniel Jones went down, you at least feel secure he could come in, he's seen defenses, he can run your offense. DeVito is all potential and optimism in that department. In the middle of a season, I don't think you want to operate based on potential and optimism. You want to base it on, I know or I have a really good idea of what I'm getting out of the guy under center. 
and you could go okay. through the basics with the least amount of mistakes. Yeah, fair enough. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, thank you, Abdul. I mean, we're trying to cut you off, man, but don't they tire tail's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, and this goes it's back it's to not. once again what you Nor see in he, one preseason game. No, of course not. And you can't make decisions based on that I mean, off the television. How, how like simplified all the stuff these teams are doing in these preseason games? I mean, it's it's night and day. You start throwing disguised defenses at that guy and everything, you don't know what he's going to look like. Do you think the Jets were game planning for Tommy DeVito? Do you think their defensive coordinator spent the entire week? All right, guys, you know, this is all of Tommy DeVito's passes when he was a Syracuse quarterback. So, you know, he has a tendency when he... Moves his shoulder to the right, he may throw across the field. I mean, come on, let's be practical here. But again, I want to point out that he did a really nice job of opportunities. And the did. fact that again, the but, fact that I sat here this morning, I'm like, well, you know what? Do I need to make room for him? Like, can another team claim him because he did as well as he did in the preseason? That is a credit to him. Awesome job. He deserves it. But guys, Tyrod Taylor's Tyrod Taylor now. Come on. You know, there is only one scenario where his initial premise would make sense. And that is if you were a really bad team. Right. Right. right, right if right. you were a really, really bad team and you knew that, you know what, you could trade him to acquire a draft pick and save yourself some cap money and say, okay, you know what, if our starter gets hurt, we're in the tank anyway. We're not a good team. We're not going anywhere. We'll, we're fine with the young developing kid. We'll make him the number two then, and we'll see if we can accumulate draft assets by trading this accomplished veteran who could win games. If you were a really, really bad team, that scenario would be plausible. But you're the Giants. You view yourself as a playoff contender, a solid playoff contender. And to your point, if Daniel Jones gets hurt for a game or two, Tyrod Taylor can win you a game. Yeah. Or two. Mm-hmm. Uh that's too much to ask for t- from Tommy DeVito. I'm sorry. It just is. And again, this isn't, again, I just want to stress, this is not us crushing Tommy DeVito. No, no not, not at, at all. all. Really nice job. Those, not at all. Those two things can operate simultaneously Correct. with one another. It could be Tyrod Taylor is a far more experienced and better option at the backup, but at the same time, Tommy DeVito did show some nice flashes. I think when we have conversations like this, if you look at Tyrod Taylor and you compliment him, it gets interpreted as a right. slight against Tommy DeVito. Right. It's no. not. It's, those two things are just operating parallel to one another. By the way, I think Arizona is probably the poster child of the example you're talking about. Yeah. Kyler Murray is a big question mark. Yep. Starts the season on pop. That's a team that could take a chance on a Tommy DeVito and making the 53-man roster. How about what the Bears just did? They if got rid of T.J. Walker. They on yeah. their yeah. 53-man yeah. roster yeah. as a backup to, to Fields. Yeah. Because he's a young guy and they want to you know, see what they got. Sure. Yeah. And once again, P.J. Walker also not nearly the type of resume as a Tyrod Taylor. Not, not you know, you're not, not sacrificing not somebody. God forbid Fields got hurt. So all of those things are taken into consideration. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. All right, let's go to uh, Coach Marvin in Delaware. He's up next. Hi, Coach Marvin. And then, Len, you're up next. Hey, how you doing, John, Paul, and Lance? What's up? Hi. Doing all right. Got three of y'all sitting at the table today. Yes. Um, Lucky day for you. Real quick, I, I was at the game... Um, <laughs> I, <heard that> <laughs> I was at, I was at the game Saturday. I stood in front of you, John, 
waving. I was the only one there, but I know you were busy. You were working. I was hoping to catch your attention. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach there. Marvin. I would have loved to talk to you. I didn't see you down there. That's I my bad. Yeah, I the, know. You, I know you would have. Well, uh, Coach, the problem girl. is that down there, the sun was blasting in our faces. I had to wear my yeah. sunglasses and a hat, I and that. I literally yeah. sweated through the front of my shirt. <laughs> it was miserable. Oh, man, yeah. it was hot. Yeah, I was sweating, too, just walking from the parking lot. It was a really warm night. It was good that it didn't rain or anything, so yeah. that was fine. Yes, sir. So I, I knew you were busy and um You coming back and, during the uh, season, Marvin? Um, I'm, I'm going out of the country on this weekend. I'll be back on Sunday for the Sunday night game. My plans is to be there. Um, there's a rapper by the name of Jonah Lucas. His dad and me are best friends, and we both plan on – he's a Cowboy fan. So we both plan on trying to get there for the game. All right, well, Coach, if that's the case, come to the stage on, on Sunday and just yell at me, wave me down. I'll make sure to keep my eyes open yeah. to find you. Yeah, I, I'll try. I should have just stayed till you finished the show and catch you when you were done. But I wanted to get inside and see the warm-ups. I wanted to see everything. No, for sure, absolutely. Um, but uh, you guys uh, you guys know how I feel about y'all. Y'all actually right. Y'all have been putting in the position just like coaches. And I and, what I used to tell my parents in the beginning of the season, before we even start in August, my first words to them is, I lose as being the coach because I cannot satisfy all of you. Every decision that I make, people are going to criticize it. And you hear it still today. You talk about Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, I think you said, um, John, he had three series. I would have to double check it. It was like three or four, okay. maybe five. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm looking yeah. at the one in um, the second scrimmage. He was he put a touchdown pass, and he ended up on his back. That tells me he stood in the pocket, and he delivered the ball. He did a rollout. Yeah, that was the he highest hit him touchdown. right on the numbers. Yep, four touchdowns. And he rolled out, hit him right on the numbers, on the hands, and he dropped it. But, you know, it happens. That happens. DeVito, I do like him, too. I actually love him. But if we can keep them on the practice squad, keep them on the practice squad. Um, but the difference, I, I mean, I'm at the game this weekend. Tyrod is playing with the second and maybe third string offensive line, mm-hmm. and the Jets got their starters. Yeah, there. that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was. was a problem. You're not it wrong. was. These dudes, <laughs> these dudes were hunting. And yes. that's why I'm glad that our starters don't play this game. That Jet game, the Jets, and sometimes the Giants, they look at it like a rivalry game, and it's a scrimmage. And that's why I don't like it because people get – you can get hurt at any game. Yeah, any game. and yeah, Coach, I mean, to your point – And Coach, to your but point – that, that game, in that particular game, they're hunting in that game. Yeah, and, and Coach, to your got, point, I, I want to get your take on that. I thought that Randall Cobbett was completely out of line and unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and those are the things that happens in that game because there are two teams that play in the same stadium and saying, I own this town. So they play that way, and I find that game very dangerous. Every time I see it, I'm like, please don't play all started. I think Eli got hurt in that game. Well, also Hopefully Mark got Sanchez hurt got hurt in that game, too. But that was yeah. more of Rex Ryan playing him behind third and fourth string offensive right. linemen. Right. So as you that's can attest right. to, Marvin, that's more of just a coaching issue. I don't think it has anything to do with the rivalry, personally. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the Jets starters did not play at all there leading up to this. They go. were hungry. They Dang. were itching to get a warm-up before the start of the regular season. Robert Sala made it very clear he did not want the Bills game to be the first opportunity 
opportunity for them to brush off the rust. And those guys, like anything else, are competitors. They know they're going to do the real thing in about two weeks. And that's why you saw a little chippiness and a little flavor and flair. I think it had more to do with that than a rivalry. Because here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, he's on the Jets for the first time. Do you really think he cares about what the Giants are doing or any semblance of a rivalry? Doesn't rock his boat at all. I'm not going to say... You're right, Lance. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but it doesn't. Well, it's not that I'm right or wrong. It's my opinion, and you have your opinion. I don't think there's anybody right, right or wrong. Right. We have our different but perspectives. That's it. I, I can agree with what you're saying on that. That's but fair. The other part of it, sometimes all it takes is one, two, five players to create it like a rivalry. Yeah, and, and I think Marvin, too. And I think it's the way that Jets defense. If you, I don't know if you've watched Hard Knocks at all. If you guys have watched it much. Yeah, yeah I did. Like I watched the it. way their defensive coaches try to implore these guys to play. Even if you go back to how they talked to him in the scrimmage against, I believe it was Carolina, to go out and, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, dominate these guys, whatever. You know yeah. that's the message they gave oh, yeah. those guys before that game, right. too, which is exactly. another reason, to your point and Lance's point, why they came out flying. Well, Quinn and Williams right, was counting right. his sacks in that <laughs> scrimmage on Hard Knocks. Yeah. He goes yeah. to the coaches, that's nine, that's ten, yeah. Aaron's I, taking I, notes, I, come on, yeah. Coach, there was a stark difference in the priorities of these teams and these coaches in this game. 100%. The Giants are looking to solidify backups on the depth chart and practice squad guys, and the Jets were literally trying to tune up and polish up their starters. Which is, by the way, they're right. It's absolutely they're right. But when you have two totally contrasting priorities clashing, this is the potential that you're going to see, and, and that's what happened. Right. Um... But let me get off that real quick. I had like two two more things real yeah, be quick, quick so yep. somebody else can get on. Um, the Isaiah Simmons um, trade. I love the Isaiah Simmons trade. Um, I know everybody says a seventh round pick. I believe in this guy. Be- reason because I think we have a defensive coordinator that can tap in to his talent. I'm not comparing him to this player, but usage of this player is the similar. I believe as uh, Michael Parsons, using him in the same manner. It's not the same player, but the same methods, moving him around where people don't know where he is. Mm. I didn't even know he was on the field. I didn't know he had 46 on. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he, <laughs> he, he made a pretty good play, but he just looked like an ordinary player with the 46 on. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> and, and then I found out, wait a minute, Isaiah Simmons is playing today in 48 hours? That's like crazy. What's your so final I'm point, Coach? And my final, I just want to give a shout-out. Um, my son uh, has a brand called It's Doc, uh, Jamal Dockery. That's uh, my son. He uh, He's now working with Jalen Brown. So I'd like to congratulate him on this station, letting him know Hi, that coach. I'm proud of him. Good Appreciate stuff. the shout-out, right, man. Good stuff. Even though he's a Celtic, congratulations. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two things I want to get to. But first, run our walk with Giants Legends. The Giants Foundation will host a 5K Racing Kids Run presented by Quest on Sunday, October 8th at 9 a.m. at MetLife Stadium. Their proceeds will benefit the Giants Foundation. All participants will receive a commemorative T-shirt. And after the race day for a post-game festival with appearances by Giants Legends and a live DJ, register now at Giants.com slash 5K. Also, folks, there are tickets available, whether it's season tickets or it's single game tickets. Go to Giants.com slash tickets for a season ticket membership. Take your fam to the next level. Stay connected all year round. They're available, but they're limited. 
Giants.com slash tickets. And while you're there, you can find out about the member benefits. And also, if there's any single game tickets that you want to purchase, there are some available for games throughout the year. So check that out. And while you're online, download Giants TV, the official Giants connected TV streaming app. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. All right, two things quick before we get to Len, and then we got about 10 more minutes to go in the show. Paul, do you now understand why you don't want to play your starters in this preseason game after you saw about seven injuries to guys that did play in the game? Well, my problem has nothing to do with the uh, the priorities of the coaches, which was certainly an issue. My problem is I don't think sometimes these guys have enough oil on their wheels by the time the season starts. No, but I understand. But now you, but now you see what the risk is. By oh trying no, to the get risk is the, the risk is always inherent. Right, and and that's because of the way the system is. Again, I'd fix the system, the whole salary cap system, and everything else. That in my mind is is all screwed. I'm up. talking about playing guys in preseason. No, games, but it's not the quicksand. But the that's part of it. But that's part of it. <laughs> Because of free agency and the salary cap that rips the fabric of your team apart, you don't have the ability to play them like you used to. It, it, when the whole thing came in with free agency and the cap, that's when coaches started to say the risk of playing our guys too much in the preseason is your backups weren't is good? going to be a problem because your backups, your backups are guys you can sacrifice if they do get hurt in the preseason right. because it's not going to hurt your cap that much and it won't matter to you. I get you. That's that's what changed the whole thing. So right. I get it. I don't particularly care for it, but I understand it. Number two, you might finally get to see your Isaiah Simmons pass rusher thing. And look. He I've waited for now, a long time. He did not do it against an offensive tackle. Let's be clear about that. It was no. a running back, yeah. That's a matchup he has to win if he's going to be passable as a pass rusher. But... I think you'll get a chance to see him in that role a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled with that. Now, here's the, the the problem with Simmons as a pass rusher. You have to scheme him to do it. Yes. Which okay. is why I think the Micah Parsons comparison is poor. Because you right. can just sit Micah on the edge and you can play every You can down, do that. But you can't do that with Isaiah with, Simmons. With Isaiah Simmons, you're going to have to scheme him with stunts and twists. You're going to have to overload. You're going to have to use him on a delayed blitz. Yeah, he's more of a blitzer than an edge rusher to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because Simmons does not have speed to power right now in his game. Yeah, he's under two forty. Okay, Parsons has some of that. Oh yeah, he's like he can get a, he yeah. can get away yeah. with that. If Simmons gets locked up one on one, head up against an offensive lineman, he will get stoned. He will not get home. So what you have to do with him is line him up in gaps. You have to use him as part of twists and stunts. You have to use him as part of overloads. If you're going to put him on the edge, what you could do with a five-man front, put him on the edge and stick him out there next to either Ojolari or Thibodeau. Yep. And then maybe if you send a safety, now all of a sudden it's six against five. They don't know who to block, and maybe Simmons winds up with a free shot at the quarterback. Or he'll get a one-on-one against a linebacker or in the linebacker, a running, a back. running back, or a, or tight, a tight end, end for that matter. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think you're hunch- I think you hit it a thousand percent. Simmons, Simmons, yep. all along should have been used as a pass rusher as long as you can scheme him away from an offensive lineman straight up. Wink will do that. I can't wait to see it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this last week. So I had indicated I think it's going to be, I had this conversation with John, it's going to be suitable week-to-week week based on the personnel, meaning some weeks and game plan. he may be yep. used as a guy off the edge. Another week they may actually use him as an insurance policy a little bit deeper down the field. I think it's all going to be based on who they're going up week-to-week, week. and we saw that last season. I mean, how many times did we see guys were active got a lot of snaps, and then the following week, it was like the Bill Belichick school of thought. Right. It's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. They're gone in a blink of an eye, right? He does that with running backs, the Patriots. They'll start a guy, he'll be the workhorse. The following week, he'll be inactive, and you're like, what's going on here? I think there's a little bit of that to Wink's defense. I will add, there's one other component where Simmons could be very, very useful, and, and that's against your slot tight end. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we actually talked about this on last week's show with Lance as well. Cole Did you? called in and said, "Look, we should, you know, if there's a really good athletic tight end, you can do something higher. This game, you're manning up this tight end because he's got the size and speed to Beat do it." Beat the he hell said, out of that tight end off the yep, line, 100%. because there's not a cornerback alive that's going to be able to win a physical battle against the six foot four, two hundred fifty pound tight end. Oh, he's not. It's not going to happen. Yes. It's not going to happen. You could take Simmons against the Kelsey type and say, when he's out there in the slot or on the boundary. You go out there and just beat him up off the line and don't give him that release. That could be another way to use him, but I think primarily he will be a a blitzer. He will be a rusher. Let's wrap up the show with Len in Columbia, Maryland. Len loves putting the 53 together. I know this is one of your favorite times of the year, right, Len? Oh, it sure is. It sure is. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. You know, maybe I've been around this all too long. Um Maybe Paulie will relate to my statement. Well, he well, well then he's John de- and, uh, Paul has definitely been around for John. too long. You're right about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I just want to say it's been a rivalry for me since 1970 when they played that first preseason game, Paulie at yeah. the elbow. Well, I went to elbow too. I understand it. I know, I but know. but today and, and 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 by the time that game was over, you know, it wasn't at the start, but by the time that game was over and the Jets were rolling it up. And they won pretty easily, as you'll remember. Yeah. And had a really good time on the field while they were doing it. It's become a rivalry to me. I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to use the word H A T E because you, you really shouldn't be using that kind of word today. But I dislike the Jets immensely. <laughs> and, and that's and okay, Lane. I but... just want to go. I want to go on record. No, that's fine. No, but disliking them okay. doesn't mean it's a rivalry, though. I think yeah, those are two yeah. different things. Well, well, well look, I think well, it can for be me, a rivalry for, for me, the fans, maybe not necessarily for the two teams. But as yeah, a fan, yeah, Lane, yeah, if yeah. I told me, you, it's... hold on, Lane, hold, give me a second here, because I want to, I want to challenge you here a little bit. The Giants okay. play the Jets in the regular season this year. You guys following me? Uh, we're following. If I said to you that you could beat the Jets at the expense of a game against Philly, Washington, or Dallas, would you really do that? Because the Jet rivalry in your mind is that important? Would you really do that? I don't think so. <laughs> question. Bingo. Yeah, From you, the standing po- perspective, Paulie, yeah. Paulie, Paulie, you're probably right. Well, the other thing I, is... You're probably right. But yeah, how about I this? Wanted, I have a, a follow-up for you make, real quick. After I just the, wanted to make a point. No, um, no, 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 real quick. I have a question for you. After the division games... Would you take the win over the Jets versus any other game on the schedule? Aside from the division games. Oh, yes. 
Okay. Now, that was a quick one, too. That was a See, quick answer. I like it. But, but oh, from, yeah. a, from a mathematical oh, yeah. standpoint, it's not a good answer because that NFC. doesn't help you in terms of tiebreakers and anything. It doesn't. NFC it, games. Yeah, no, it no doesn't, NFC it doesn't games. It does common opponents, third division tiebreakers, common opponents. Every NFC East team plays the Jets. No, no, but I'm saying there's other things ahead of that, though, in terms of the priority list Only for division. the tiebreakers. Only division. Yeah, I thought there was another one in between that. No, it's, it's head-to-head. Division record, and then in the division tiebreakers, common yeah, okay. Opponent. So that so that's the that's you're, the third one is my point. You're, you're yeah. talking about if there's a conference tiebreaker involved in a wild yeah. card, correct? Yeah, yeah. well, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's about it's about the NFC opponents that right. you played. Not for, for what it's worth, Len. Yeah, that's hey, outside wait, the division wait. is not inside. the division. Right. Me, for for I, what I, it's I wanna... worth, I still have a lot of heat against the 49ers. Okay, for what it's worth, and that would yeah, be okay. a game that I'd really want. Len, I'm sorry. Finish up. You got it. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go. I just want to respond to. To Lance, yep. Lance, for, for all the times I've been on this show, and for as long as I've been on the show, I, I have never pretended. I'm not an expert. I'm a fan, Lance. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm not saying anything. Who's, who's accusing you of anything? Right? That's fine. So, 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 so there we go. You know, I dislike the Jets, and I want to win well, that game. I'm, I'm not right. saying you're not um, entitled to have your opinion, Len. When did okay. I ever say that? Okay. You don't have to defend no, no, yourself. No, I didn't say. Yeah. I, I, I thought you. I just thought you were minimizing it a bit. That's all. Well, minimize. No, I I, I just I disagree with you. I don't look at it the same way. And and I also, even from a fan perspective, I find it hard to believe, Len, that you're having conversations in passing and going to, let's say, if you were a Giants and a Jets fan, you said, "Yeah, man, 1995, we beat you in the preseason, and we got a participation trophy as a result of that." (laughs) Mon, I remember those golden days. I would love to hear a conversation and be a fly on the wall if that actually takes place in terms of bragging rights. That's my point. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I, I missed. I, I heard Paul say that he did not include Darnay Holmes. I, uh, John, did you include Darnay Holmes on, of, your, on the fifth? None of us did. Oh, none of you did. Okay, wow. All right, boy, that's a tough cut. I'm, I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict he's going to make it. He's going to make the team. He's close. Um, he, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned something about that block on McCain. Um, I thought it was maybe some kid trying to make a. You know, trying to make the roster. I, I didn't realize it was Randall Cobb. Yeah, Did you say crazy. Randall Cobb? Yeah, it was yeah. Randall yeah. Cobb, which, 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 which actually made look, it for me, to your look, point, Len, very surprising that look, he would do that. that. That that was more than an illegal block. Okay? Now, the uh, only good thing is that... You want to say unnecessary? You want to, you want to make it unnecessary roughness? Frankly, I, I think the guy should have been let off the field. Now, the only good thing, Len, is that I do not believe he got him helmet to helmet. I think no, he got he shoulder to helmet. Uh, so it was, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, those helmets helmet. clicked. Did they click? They did click. They did click. But I have seen more egregious helmet to helmet than that. So have I. Yeah. But the helmets okay. did click, yes. and that just really okay. made me wince. No, fair All enough. Right. That, at, at that point in the preseason, uh, not, not just in the game. No, 100%. Um, we agree. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, the long the long snapper duel. It, it is kind of interesting that they've kept that second long snapper around for as long. You think if they didn't think he was had a chance to make the team, that maybe they would release him a little earlier, just just to give him an opportunity to land someplace else. Um, and he he has gotten down the field a couple of times and been in position to make a, a tackle. You know, to make a big special teams play. The, the bad news is he's missed the tackles, um, so I think it's probably going to be Kreider who, who's you know who's going to make it. But it is kind of interesting, as you said, that they kept him you know, kept him around for. Well, you know, it is a did. specialized position, Lane, and maybe yeah. they just felt that if during the course of the camp 
if Casey yeah. Crowder comes up with a sore back or a there sore knee or a sore hammy, they yeah. don't want to have to go shopping to go get one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but they didn't do it with the place kicker or the punter. You know, I no, mean, I no. always wonder. I always wonder. I kept thinking, you know, here's Gano trying trying 57 yard field goals, 56 yard field goals in this game. Geez, pretty easy to pull a muscle on a. Sure. A kick like that. And I, yeah, the Niners yeah, have I, two kickers on their roster and both got hurt. I so. will say this. Years ago, yeah. they would always have uh, an extra kicker or an extra punter in training yeah. camp because they wanted yeah. to alleviate the workload. What they do yeah. now is that they give those guys off. They hard, they hardly work out at all during practice. Oh, I know. Okay? Yeah, they've got the machine. They, got the they machine use the machine. Yep. They use the jugs gun. And sometimes yeah. they won't even do that. They'll actually just give the ball to the return guy, and they'll say, let's yeah. just pretend that this was the kick. And then they'll just tell the return guy, okay, go. And and they just try to simulate it that way because they want to make sure these legs are rested. They don't want their kickers and punters to have to do too much. Yeah. You know, the the Wandale um, um, issue, they, they may have to activate him. He, he, he may not be physically unable to perform. I mean, there's no hiding these guys. I don't think you can just say. I mean, don't don't league doctors check these check in, in this kind of situation. No, if he's on training camp pup, he has every right to then carry over to the regular season pup. There's nothing that they have to go through seventy-five steps or whatever it may be. I mean, it's another thing. I think your point is highlighted when you see right before the fifty-three is finalized and they throw a guy on IR and he has a hamstring issue, and you know it's not a season-ending injury, and that may be a way to hide a guy. But they could also work out an injury settlement where he then later on can come back or he could then sign elsewhere. That, to me, it's putting a guy on IR before the 53 is more right. of a degree of hiding a guy as opposed to pup. Len, the only okay. medical in- instance that I know of where the league has an independent medical guy involved is for the concussion protocol. Okay. Okay, I got you. Can can we go to roster size? One quick question on roster. Yeah, size. real quick. You can you you can you can still get the forty eight right, but to get the forty to dress, I'm talking about dressing. Yep. On Sunday, you can get the forty eight, but you have to carry an eighth. You have to carry eight offensive linemen. Is that still the rule? I don't think the offensive lineman rule is still, and I think you can just activate any two players in the practice squad that you want. Right. Well, what's well? I'm talking about from the 53. Forget the practice squad for a second. If you dress 48, what what what's the minimum amount that you that you can? Dress? You can you can only get the 48 if you bring the two guys up from yeah, the practice squad. Yeah, because you go from 53 oh, to 55. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, so so there's no rule anymore about if you carry an eighth lineman. Um, no, that was only for the COVID year, I believe. They took okay. that. They took yeah. They took that away, and they've decided right. to institute or keep. The two practice squad activations per weekend. Correct. That, okay. And that and I like that rule actually. I think it's a great rule. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you you have okay. the same number of inactive players, Len. You just have the chance to add two guys from the practice squad. Okay. So you so you start with forty six. If you don't want you, you you don't have to activate anybody from no, the practice no, squad. No, you're not you obligated can play to with forty six. Yeah. I mean yes. the, the bottom line okay. is you okay. still have seven inactive no matter okay. how you spin it. And by the way, the so, reason okay. that's the important way to look at it. And why a team wouldn't want to do that is twofold. Because one, you can only do that to an individual player twice before you either have to add him to the active three roster. Times. Is it three now? Three. I thought it was three. twice. Is that three? three? It's three. All right, three it's times. Three. You have to add to the active roster or cut okay. him. Or, and it also costs you money on your salary cap Bingo. to add guys to the active yep. roster each week. So those yep. are the two reasons why you wouldn't want to 
add the guys on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, we've had probably 100 guys who've come through training camp. It wasn't just 90. We added a few guys, like Simmons, for example. Sure. Um, you know, in the end, we're going to get 53 guys on this roster. It's going to be a pretty darn good roster. This, this is okay. This is okay. This is going to be a pretty good. This is going to be a pretty good football team, and I think we're going to be challenging for a playoff spot. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's go Giants! Thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, luckily we'll have a whole other week of shows to kind of uh, preview the rest of the season here. We want to kind of do the roster today and tomorrow, and then we're going to have Wednesday. We'll react a little bit, and then Thursday or Friday, we're just going to be looking ahead to the regular season and same thing early next week, and then we turn our attention to Giants and Cowboys Week One. It's coming fast and furious, boys. Good show today. Well, let's Absolutely. go. Yeah, let's right, go. Remember, 4 o'clock tomorrow, we will have our 53-man roster. We'll have a Giants huddle immediately after that announcement for a reaction. And then, of course, we'll have a big blue kickoff live the following day at 11 a.m. Uh, to talk about that as well. And then next week, remember, we're going back to our normal time at 1230. But we were at 11 a.m. for the rest of this week. For Paul Dottino, for Lance Meadow, I'm John Schmuck. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live.